It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, what's up, Z? What's up? Please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcast. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture every single week, twice a week, on radio and wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, Game Source, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and Fantasy Football is going crazy after this past weekend, and we'll discuss it all in Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, plus the folks at LakersBall.com. We'll tell you right now, my gosh, so much to talk about. Big shout out to Ox1947 and the Lakers ball crew for holding down the fort during our live watch party at playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. Go ahead and join all the fun. Lakers ball crew was there at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out the conversation that Ox1947 is leading today at LakersBall.com. Our good friends at Lakerholics.com, Jamie Sweet, who was here on Friday. Big shout out to him and Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Go ahead and follow them today at Lakerholics.com. Plus our good friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. And if you want your lawn transformed into something much better than it is today, and of course you are in the Southern California area, please go ahead and check out Sinblades, Sinblades with a Y.com. And if you could do all that, plus like, share, and subscribe. Big thumbs up. Please subscribe below, Joe, right there on YouTube. Like the page on Facebook. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter. I know Twitter's kind of controversial, but, you know, we're, we're kind of like under the radar. We'll still go ahead and do that. Instagram, you can also follow us on Instagram. I'm doing stuff there, too, and you never know. We might even throw another Joe video on TikTok, so go ahead and follow us there as well. Joe trending on TikTok, only at the Lakers Fast Break, and if you can support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, I will tell you right now, it was kind of disheartening. We finally gave you the news last uh, last night on Saturday that Anthony Davis uh, is now expected to be out several weeks, possibly a month, five weeks. They were, they were kind of guesstimating on that. 
with the right foot issue didn't specify the right foot issue and hopefully it will not necessitate surgery because then you could pretty much just you know done for the season again and joe and everyone else out there has been talking about it street clothes ad my gosh ad brittle ad you've heard it all in the past 24 hours but the one thing still remains is that the lakers still have to play some games and LeBron James is still around to play them. And I know LeBron James has been the source of conversation, not only with us, but with everyone out there as far as, oh, he's getting old. He can't do it anymore. Yada, yada, yada. Every game, it's just you don't know what you're going to get. Is he just playing for himself or playing for the record? Well, you know what? Tonight, we needed every bit of LeBron James and almost got too much LeBron James right there because tonight – they played the Washington Wizards. The Washington Wizards came into the crypt to face off against the Lakers. And after a good, strong first half by the Lakers, the Lakers unfortunately had their third quarter woes again, getting outscored by 15 in the third quarter and falling behind in the fourth quarter until a nice comeback and a just back and forth game with just a couple minutes left. And it came down to the wire with one last shot. And who took it for the Lakers right there? Looked like it was going to be LeBron James, but no, he fumbled the ball away, tried to pass it. Unfortunately, it got tipped. They were scrambled for the ball. He actually got it back and made a quick pass to Thomas Bryant, who chipped in today with 16 points and 10 rebounds. I was thinking Joe to Joe early. Uh, I, did, I should have mentioned this to him. I said 15-11. If you can average 15-11 while 80s out, we're pretty good. We're going to be a good, you know, decent standing. But I'll take 16 and 10 right there for you. Plus also as well, Austin Reeves, he did turn his ankle in the second half, but he did come back plus 15 and 12 points overall. Very good game for him. But in the end, it was all about LeBron James. 33 points, nine assists, including that big one at the end, seven rebounds, and even a last, last second shot by Kyle Kuzma of the Washington Wizards fell short. And the Lakers squeak out a victory, 119 to 117 in the first game of two within less than 24 hours as the Lakers now go to 13 and 16. And I'll tell you what. It was, uh, <laughs> we finally got the basketball gods on our sides for once on one of these close games. And here today to go ahead and talk about the game. Good man, indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Simblades, Simblades with Y.com, and of course, LakersBall.com. Thanks so much again to Joe Soro, aka Ox1947, for leading the charge for us right here at the live watch party. My friend, it was a thriller. But in the end, again, my gosh, the ball was all over the floor. LeBron was fortunate to pick it up and made the right pass at the right time. Well, see, that was part of the plan. He was going to act like he was going to turn it over, yeah, just the way knowing, it knowing it would clear the lane, and then boom, find a guy under the basket, two points, no timeouts for the Wiz. Kuzman, we knew Kuzma was going to make that shot. Win. By the way, uh, Joshua Dietz, our super fan on Facebook, says, great job on the watch party. I was on the road the entire game, uh, so I was there in and out until my phone went dead. <laughs> so, great job, Joe. Great yes, job. thank you. I 
I did nothing. I'll be honest. Uh, if it was entertaining, I'm happy you did well, but I'm a harsh critic of myself, so I, I don't really know what I did. But I'm glad it was entertaining for you all. I did catch Valutainment. I did remember. I did. Thank you. Thank you. I did. I did catch myself uh, screaming a few times on some plays and realizing, oh, I, I got a, I got an audience too that that's hearing it. the The game was entertaining. Uh, that's a good. It's a good uh, phrase for a mid December game in the NBA. Uh, it was entertaining. It was a back and forth co- contest um, of two teams that at this point are pretty even. If the if not the Lakers, kind of a little bit better because you do have LeBron James on the team. Uh, I didn't know where this was going to go. It, it seemed kind of weird towards the end where Reeves got hurt, Lonnie got hurt, and it was just it just looked like a a bad dream that just is not stopping. That's right. Lonnie Walker, uh, the fourth, also got hurt after, you know, getting off to a really good start. I'm going to go check the statuses of each of the guys right now on Twitter. But, yeah, I mean, in that second half, it really was concerning with another bad third quarter. And, you know, and the, the Zangerstein mentioned something that I was thinking about. Oh, she's about. awesome. Yeah, just yeah. terrific. Absolutely. She, just she, thank you for being a part of our chat. Yes, yeah, she, she mentioned how the floor opened up a little bit more with uh, Schroeder out. Yes. It's it's so weird how how the simplest thing, whether you do it on purpose or not, can change every series, every possession. Uh, it is it is one of the just unreal scenarios that are going on in the NBA this year. I'm talking, you know, there was a time where you had the same starting lineups, you had the same rotations every. Remember, I was telling you how. You had the starters, and then you they play the first quarter. Then most of the guys that were starting would be sitting down the first six minutes of the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Then they'd come back to the last half of the of the quarter. Then they start all. Then they play all of the third, and then they sit down the first first six. Like I for years, that's what I was used to. For years, I was used to continuity in so many different areas. But in the NBA today, oh man, every possession is a momentum change. And it's because of one guy because he can't shoot or one guy because he's better going to the hole or it's one guy that can't do any of it. And then you take that guy out for, you know, foul purposes or you want to put somebody in for rest. And then all of a sudden the whole offense changes. It is so weird and so hard to get used to this status, the the standard way of playing basketball in the NBA now, which is you are going to be hot and cold at the same time. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. It's 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 frozen heat. We're playing frozen heat, and that almost sounds like a cheap '80s knockoff movie. Should should sure yeah yeah like I, a buddy would, cop movie. Good good yes, those were frozen great movies heat. in the '80s. Frozen heat. <laughs> Can you handle? The and you got the heat. we know everything came out of the whole Lethal Weapon era, right? So everybody, everybody some of the, the first one was really good. It was. I, I watched that at least once every couple months, just because one my one of my favorite scenes, of, of course, is when Riggs is uh, trying to buy, you know stuff from from a, <laughs> a Christmas tree lot and at the time when I was a kid watching that I I, <laughs> I mean I knew he was buying or trying to buy drugs as a sting but all the dialogue that happens in it just doesn't doesn't compute until I got older but that's what this is it is a good cop bad cop 
in the same room. So the 80s was a, what's the what's our favorite word? A precursor to what the NBA has turned into. Which well, is now this, on the back because value tainment is now superseded. Which is which is this bad cop, good cop together making it work, and it can go bad and it can go good all in the same time. And I just I don't I don't know what to say other than I'm I'm just happy we won the game. Uh, I'm anticipating getting smoked tomorrow. Hopefully, I'm, I'm surprised, but we're going to get smoked tomorrow. So, it was, losing this game would have been catastrophic even more yeah. uh, tomorrow. So, I, again, uh, you know. No, no reports on Lonnie Walker, by the way. So, here's what I noticed after Reeves got hurt. There's something that Reeves has on this team that seems to ignite them. And sometimes it's not even him playing in a way where – for, I, I think when he came when he came back, he had to sit back down, and then Lonnie got hurt. Then he got back in. So sometimes Reeves just en- enhances the team just by being in the game. And then, of course, towards the end, there LeBron kept finding him for those floaters and ended up uh, really p- probably putting us over the top to win this game. Uh, the margin of error is zero. Unless you're playing a team of your, of the same ilk, which is what Washington was to a degree, uh, Porzingis showed tonight why he's probably a bust. Now, that's kind of harsh. He's not. I think like, it is the guy's averaging 23 points on the season. Uh, uh, okay, he's a bust in the sense of what he should be, but I'll leave it at that. Okay. Because if if Porzingis really wanted to. If Porzingis would just stop playing patty cake out there, the Wizards would have won this in a runaway. Uh, he is a finesse player. He he twenty one and eleven, but most of his stuff tried to come outside. Taken he took nine three pointers. He is a finesse player. You're right. If he tried to go ahead and bang inside and dominate with his height, the game would have probably been over by the, the in that third quarter. But and Darvin is Dar- Darvinham. Uh, a finesse player. You're right. And Darvin Ham, I'd say I've realized it around about two months in here. He has done really well at taking Westbrook out in these kind of games. Yeah, Dr. Nukes uh, also pointed that out. That yeah. he just yeah, Dr. Nukes was yeah. Dr. Nuke was nuking everything he was saying tonight. It was yeah. he might as well have predicted you know, the lottery, winning lottery tickets tonight. He was just hitting it on They're all cylinders. Uh, I don't know, Eddie. I, I still have a, a kind of a soft spot for Porzingis. I understand he gets hurt a lot. I understand he's soft. But, you know, if you had AD and him as your front back line, that wouldn't be too bad. Uh, a, what do they say? You in could a do vac- worse. In a vacuum? In a vacuum, it, it's good. But I mean, it would be great for the mash unit. I, I still don't know what that means, by the way, and I, I don't, I'm not going to get into it. But, but, but outside, <laughs> be, outside the it, vacuum, it would be great. It would be great for the med cleaning. Well, yeah, outside the vacuum, it, it you know one little you know, <clears throat> and are they going to be out for a month? Yeah, one of them is. Uh, that's that's you know You'd have to rename it the Los Angeles Street Clothes. There you go. My my my. My play of the game is Reeves coming back from the locker room 
limping. And he turned into Willis Reed style. He turned into Austin Reed, set of Reeves. Did you want him to do the Paul Pierce thing where he comes out in the uh, wheelchair? No, I didn't want him skipping. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't want him skipping. That that was. Uh, that, I know. That, uh, I know. Juan Velasquez says he was glad to see Damian Jones give a nice contribution off the bench. This was probably one of his best games, if not his best game of the year so far. I know I had said in the early part of the game that I think the team should take another look at uh, Jay Huff, who's leading the G League in block shots, because I really didn't have much faith in Damian Jones. But hey, you know, now that he knows that AD is not going to be in the lineup for a month, this is his chance to go ahead and prove himself. Uh, Damian took the, the alley oops well towards the beginning of the game, but boy, was he struggling after that. Um... <laughs> Petting my cat says my tree embarrasses your tree. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would agree. Thank you, Petting. <laughs> I would agree. I, I I enjoyed the game, and that's that's the most important part with the win. It was it was just nice to finally get one of these games in the end without having to go into overtime. I was really worried that we were going to go into overtime after Beal tied it up. And seeing him swish those two free throws just kind of made it worse too, because I was like, Ugh, "We should have done. We should have been doing that for two of the games last week, and we'd be a, right now. We would be sitting at what would it be, uh, fifteen and fourteen? Uh, yeah, it would be fifteen and fourteen right now. God, such a bummer. But <sighs> I'm trying to focus on tonight's game. Yes, please. Because I, I want to actually tell you this before. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It's Gerald Glassford and Joe Sorrow. Wanted to go ahead and ask your thoughts on this, my friend, because you know I tried to beat this like a drum, my friend. The transition game. The transition game is paramount. And with the Lakers, 21 points off transition, 66 points in the paint, taking it down low. I also said that early on in our, in our live watch party that – Again, it's so important for the Lakers to get transition points and to, you know, because they know they can't shoot well on the outside to get those points in the paint. You were getting frustrated early on with all the missed layups because it really made things harder for themselves in that first half. Well, missed layups is. It is, counted six, I remember. Yeah, and it went up to 10 at some point. It is absolutely just astonishing at how badly their layup game is. I don't know. I, I I I don't notice this in other games. Are other teams doing this? They, I re- they all do. But I remember this. Can. Here's what I remember. I remember we used to. I'd have ups- to look up the stats on cleaning the glass or something. We, like that. we used I mean, to get upset it? with Derek Fisher missing layups at least once a game. Once, yeah. okay. And he was known as the guy that couldn't make layups. Now Fish is six one, six foot one, and he's not incredibly athletic from the. NBA standpoint. So there's at least some understanding to a degree why he would be missing layups. But when you got guys that are as fast as Westbrook and as large and tall as LeBron, that's where, and then of course you have bigs that are 6'10 and 7 feet missing layups. I don't understand how this is possible. It's not being contested on these shots. Contested means, you know, somebody in front of you with a hand, It's they already got a step on them. What is going on? So I don't, I don't know, but it, it's... I, I kind of expect it tomorrow to happen because, you know, they're going to be tired. Second game in less than 24 hours. I expect it then. I don't expect it on the front half when they've already had a day off 
day of rest off. They made up for a lot of those mistakes, though. I, I, that's, that's probably true. that's you know LeBron. Uh, LeBron tonight. There were times where he would he would get into a stance to to, to it looked like he was going to shoot a three, and he would think twice and start going to the hole. I respected that very much. And in the two mistakes that he made in this game, he made up for them immediately right after. So he really didn't make any mistakes tonight. Uh, no low, no IQ uh, possessions. That little uh, fumble that he had at the end there, uh, you could say that he could have done something better there. But in the end, he got the ball back, got the winning, got the winning assist, and called it a, called it a night. To me, I don't I don't give a crap how you do as long as you do it. Mm-hmm. And LeBron played extremely high IQ basketball tonight, and the 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 run game tonight was was pleasant to see because you saw a lot of Lonnie Walker doing his Skywalker routine with nice dunks and things like that. It, it was, it was not, it's nice. It's, it's something that we're watching a, a little bit more and more now where Lakers are not just, you know, they're, they're building eight, 10 and 11 point leads in almost every game. Now it doesn't matter if it's the Celtics or the Nuggets or the Wizards, there's some stuff that's going real well. The problem right now is this, I don't know what the hell are they. I don't know what they're doing in the back, wrapping these guys' feet, ankles. Uh, they better go get some HGH or something here, man. I don't know what the hell's going on here, but nothing is nothing is standing. There's no there's no ability to stay healthy anywhere you go here. It's it's disastrous. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get the cell phone version yeah. that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, shell shaky has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're finding their seat with the popcorn already in hand. You oh, know, come that, on, you, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah, but I mean, like with a mono I, sound. There you go. Oh, God. Yeah, that's that's the worst part. You only get sound on the left ear, yeah. not the right ear. <laughs> Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want to. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. It's Gerald Glassford along with Joe Sorrell. The Lakers did win 
119 to 117 on a almost to the last second dunk by Thomas Bryant off of a broken play and a quick pass by LeBron James, putting the Lakers at 13 and 16. We'll talk about the standings and all that and where the Lakers can go and, of course, what's upcoming for the next week or so. Actually, till the end of the year. We'll talk about that here in a bit, but get still focusing on this game. This is a game that they had to have because it's a team in the I guess right now a team on the road is not supposed to be that strong. You got to go ahead, even with Bradley Beal, you got to go ahead and take these games. Were you just, were you, you know, when you saw that lead dwindle down and just evaporate in the third quarter, what were your thoughts going through your head at that time? Uh, welcome to, we've said this how many times? There is Nausea, no lead. There is no lead anymore in the NBA. They were, what did they uh I think there was a part a time in the what was it was it at the end of the third and the beginning of the fourth where they they made up like 10 points in like a minute and 14 seconds. Mm-hmm. I mean you're not even noticing it too. It's not like oh they're on a oh my god the Lakers are killing it or getting killed. Yeah. It's just it's just what it is. And then the Lakers come back when they go up 8 and they basically tie it up in a few minutes. This 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 game has changed in so many ways. And it's not just the softness of the game. It's the ability to, you can't rest a second in the NBA anymore. It's over. There is no rest. You would have to have a 50-point lead going into the fourth and watch. That 50-point lead will turn into a 28-point lead in like seven minutes. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just not it's just there's too many possessions there's too many too many players in the NBA that are trained to shoot balls behind the arc so if they stink okay let's say you have seven guys who stink at shooting you're still gonna hit three out of ten for seven guys that's twenty one three pointers twenty one three pointers is sixty three points. I mean, it's that's what it is, right? Isn't I'm yeah. sure that's how the analytic guys do it, right? That's well, we would rather shoot threes and make two or three versus just trying to get twos, so we get that extra point. And that's just what the NBA is. I don't, I don't. I'm I'm slowly getting used to this 15 point lead, 12 point lead. I'm like, okay, well, let's see when the other team's going to make their run and basically get close to, to tying it or maybe two or three points. Now against Denver. I think that was the first game where the, the role players just kind of was were able to harness everything at the same time. So that one yeah. might have been the, the the anomaly in this. But more often than not, you're going to see what we saw tonight, especially when teams are evenly matched uh, or close at the, at the very least. You have teams that are going to go battle. And for the NBA, for the fans, if you enjoy good basketball and good competition, tonight was a very, very good game to watch. Especially in the middle of December, we're, we're I'm, I was excited. I was you know I was in it. You know we were. I didn't miss a, a minute of it. And I guess if if you're looking for entertainment, isn't that kind of what we're doing here too? Trying to be entertained. Valuetainment as always, my if friend. If, if you're here for entertainment, tonight's game was entertaining to the end. That it was, but you know when you have these games at home, you got to go ahead and finish them off, especially when you got a nice lead at halftime. There is no finishing off. There is no finishing off. I know, it's the over. Joe Soro rule. The Joe it's Soro not a Joe Soro rule. rule. It's the NBA rule. 
There's no, there is no. Look, look at Jokic tonight. 40, 27, and 10. That's Shaq numbers that was, in the playoffs when was Shaq monster. was That's in monster game. was not in his prime. Shaq had a prime pretty much for almost 12 years. This is when Shaq's prime on top of the prime was going on. He was getting those numbers. Shaq. Now you got guys like Jokic who have a four-inch vertical getting 27 rebounds and scoring 40 points. Let me ask you this, though. Patrick Beverly was out of the game today with uh, some calf soreness issues. Uh, I have a feeling he's going to be brought back tomorrow night. I heard also as well, Wenyan Gabriel may be a, a game time decision and actually may play in tomorrow night's game as well. Your thoughts on putting Patrick Beverly back into the lineup. I have a feeling, you know, if he does come back, he's going to be trying to be the one that's going to be the, main antagonist against Devin Booker. And I'm not exactly sure that's going to be a good thing. The, by the way, Eddie, uh, if you're looking at it from an objective standpoint, it is an entertaining game, even if the Lakers lose, but from a Lakers fan perspective, that would have been a horrid game and a complete waste of time for two and a half hours that I agree. That wouldn't have hurt as much as the Boston game though. uh, Boston hurts because you can't, you know, losing, to Boston and then losing after doing what they did, they played unbelievable defense for seven and a half minutes, eight and a half, almost eight minutes, eight and a half minutes. Sorry. And it it just, I I wanted them to reap the benefits of that hard play, but it wasn't meant to be, but tonight uh, you win this game because you're supposed to win it. And it was entertaining. And yeah, the, the ball went the way it went. Well, so what? So, you know, the, this, this, it is what it is. It, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. This time we Rich, won. Richard, uh, you know, I, I, I've i been saying it since the beginning of the year when he was already playing 36 minutes. It's not like 30s. He is not playing any more because AD's out of lineup than he's already been doing. He's always already playing 36 to 38 minutes each and every game. And even back in the beginning of the year when he was playing 36 minutes, I was yelling to Joe and everybody out there, this is wrong. You cannot play this man this many minutes. He cannot be always this effective for you. We have no choice right now. There's no choice. So the question now is, and I guess the, the season hit me today. We're only two months in. That means we have one, two, three, four more months of this. And that's if we don't make the playoffs. That's just the regular season. Four more months. And one of those months, likely month and a half, maybe two months if we know AD from the past, are going to be without their MVP or co-MVP. You know, even if he comes back for another, you know, in a month, let's say AD comes back in about four weeks, there's a solid chance he could get hurt again. Yeah, we're we're starting to reach critical mal. What is it? The in aliens, critical malfunction. What is it? Yep. Critical. What? What was it? It was something else. Anyways, uh, we're 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 reaching that level right now where the the Lakers are going to have to make a decision at the end of the year. Should this end without a playoff berth? And I don't count the playing as a playoff berth. That's a I can't use the word to start with the J. 
there needs to be there needs to be a decision made on AD's future as, as a Laker. Uh, not because of his skill set, not because I don't, you know, don't like him or whatever. But he, 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 you need to get rid of somebody like this before it's before it's too late. And right now, it's slowly getting there. And he might be able to get used somewhere on a title contender to where they wouldn't have to push him as much as we have to push him. So there might be some benefit there where we can get some assets back and maybe get lucky and get uh, maybe some kind of a draft pick in this year's draft if, if, if he's not coming back full strength. Yeah, uh, something has to happen. You know, And I know that uh, Richard's been saying, asking us, Gerald and Joe, do you think we uh, make it one month without AD and no trade? So, yeah, so I'll put the question to you that Richard has put to us. Do you think we're going to be okay? Do you think we're going to be a lot worse? Or do you think we could be you know, somewhat respectable without AD and no trade? LeBron would have to play like he did tonight. And, and I are think, you going to get that each and every time? Out I, 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 I'm not going to sit here. I, I sometimes sit down and I think about how unfair I'm even at LeBron. Because it's it's always tailing into other things besides LeBron on the court, and LeBron then does things that that validate what I say about him. But at the end of the day, we're in a culture now in this game and in all sports. Heck, even Messi. You know, by the way, congratulations there, Argentina and Lionel Messi. You are you could be numero uno now. What uh, a game, man. Okay. What a game. Hey, you got, you know, it's almost like I had a lot, you almost got more respect for Argentina for blowing the two goal lead and then coming back with ferociousness to end it. So let me ask you this. Let me ask this off the topic here a bit. And you know, chat room, please chime in if you want. Once again, it's a Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 119, 117 to go to 13 and 16 on, on the season. Do you think just as a random sports weekend, this I'm going to say of the year, it's probably one of the best, if not the best of the year, but this is one of the best sports weekends in quite some time with, like you said, the world cup game, the, the huge record breaking NFL comeback by the Vikings, a great game at night in Buffalo last night in the snow with the snowballs and all that, Thought that was terrific. Some great games today in the NFL NBA had some great games. You talked about Jokic. Booker hit for 58 on Saturday against New Orleans. Some really good stuff out there, my friend. Sports is a beautiful thing. Sports takes you away from maybe some hard things going on around you. And then you see what real talent does. Because you can't fake a Lionel Messi. You can't fake Devin Booker. You can't fake, you know, a 33-point lead that's that's the most uh, – I think it, it was the uh, – the biggest comeback in NFL history. Yes, yeah. Uh, by one point. I love and, how the fact that people were so quick to point out that Matt Ryan has now given up the largest lead or been on the team that's given up the largest lead in the regular season and in the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan. Oh, this is going to be so brutal because I, I, I think he's a good man. <laughs> I think he's a, he's a good man. He's a good man. He really is. But he's but, the biggest choker I've ever seen in sports. Ever. Mitch Williams, none of those guys hold a candle to Matt Ryan. And this is not just the Super Bowl and, and, and yesterday's game. Matt Ryan has lost games where he should have won so many times in his career. 
it's mind-boggling on what is going on with this guy's head during those times. Is it just, did somebody just put the hex on him? Did they put the evil eye on him? I don't know what. Kyle Shanahan had a, has, a, has had a habit of, you know, he's lost two Super Bowls for basically not being able to close a game. And I don't know. I, I, I think tonight, I think this weekend could very well. And of course, what a way to end the game in Vegas. I, I watched the Vikings game. I was watching the Raider game. I watched the world cup. I didn't see Devin Booker's uh, 58 though. And that was, that was something to watch. He heated up in that second half. Yeah. And I, I'm starting to think that we're going to probably see a player here in the next five to 10 years that drops 80. New Orleans had them for that dominating first half. They were up by like 23, 25. Mm-hmm. And then he just took over from there. Yeah. It was just amazing. And then the Celtics losing twice to Orlando makes it even yes. worse that we lost to them because now they would be on a pretty big losing streak. Yep. So, uh, and then, you know. Watch out for Orlando. Mr. Hey, hey, and don't forget, the you know, it's, it's, it's in your town, the Mr. Olympia. Uh, Chris Bumstead wins his fourth straight uh, classic physique Olympia. Yep. Uh, my Middle Eastern brethren uh, wins uh, his first uh, Hattie wins his first open Olympia. So you had a lot of UFC going on as well. You had, you had a lot of, you had a lot of good, you had a lot of sports going on this weekend and that's never a bad thing. That's no. always a good thing. <laughs> always a good thing uh, I, I, I am kind of sad that Justin Turner is no longer a Dodger, but uh, I do want to send this out for those who are watching Dodger fans around the, the country and the world. Uh, thank you, Justin Turner, for being the Ron Say of our generation. You were a class act, you and your wife, Courtney. You, you, you not only are an amazing ba- baseball player, a world champion, a, a playoff MVP, a great person in the locker room. You, 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 were, you are Mr. Dodger. Of, of our era and I'm, I'm, I was happy to watch him play and and I hope you know I hope he plays the next two years in Boston and then gets gets what he needs out of that and uh goes off into the sunset I'm hoping hopefully see him in a Dodger uniform as a coach uh not too long from now JD Martinez goes one way he goes the opposite direction so. and I I think uh looking at that contract is I think they had talked to Justin and said, look, we'll give you a 10 year. We'll give you a year and 10 mil. And Justin's like, look, I, I want to get the extra 11. <laughs> there you so go. we saw Can't what happened there. But I, I think, I think I know what's happening uh, in Dodger line. I believe the Dodgers are going to be punting the 2023 season in, in, in ready in, uh, in, in anticipation, I should say for garnering, getting this, Trevor Bauer thing out of their hair first. And cause that doesn't sound like it's going to be a good thing. They're probably going to have to buy them out at like 30 mil or something, but they're going to, and I'm going to talk about this a year from today, get ready. Cause our boy in our Anaheim, your team, they're going to be throwing some bag his way. Well, they got to get their ownership straight uh, situation straightened out with Artie Moreno. And the first thing owners do when they sell, what do they do? They throw the cash. They clean the house a little more of yep. the cash. So I would, I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating a 10-year, $500 million contract that's going to likely go, uh, I would say, 450 to $500 million going to Otani. Next year, Dodgers will sign him, and then that's kind of how that'll go. 
once again it's the lakers fast break truly appreciate you joining us watching and listening thanks so much if you know anybody out there that's a lakers fan like us that wants to get the insight and a better i guess a better opinion on the lakers than some of those other shows out there no better place to go than the lakers fast break truly appreciate it anybody that's going out there and subscribing to our channel on youtube or liking us on facebook like our videos as well hopefully that gets the word out to youtube and let everybody know that we're having a great time here at the lakers fast break but before we head on out my friend still a lot to talk about when it comes to tonight's game and what's coming up this week i want to go ahead and talk about when it comes up to tonight's game when it comes to austin reeves and that turned ankle you know, that kind of concerns me. Yeah, he was able to play it out, but it's one of those things where in less than 24 hours, you're going to see him sat down because maybe as a precautionary measure just to make sure nothing goes wrong. And by the way, uh, Eddie says they, that uh, he doesn't believe the Dodgers are punting because of the Syndergaard signing. Syndergaard is okay. not burnt toast, but well done toast okay so i think he's got another good season if they if they can if they can sneak in the problem with the dodgers isn't the regular season they'll 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 manage the the pitching staff during the regular season very well the problem is roberts doesn't know how to manage in the playoffs and neither is uh, friedman's analytics they don't work in the goddamn playoffs but for some reason they don't listen they don't know what the hell they're doing and it needed, you know, the Dodgers needed Kevin Cash to turn into Dave Roberts to win the World Series in 2020. That's what All needed right. to happen. We're getting back so, to the Lakers yeah. and tomorrow night. Austin but tomorrow Reeves. night, I'm, I mean, in, uh, the, I, Reeves has Reeves showed me tonight that he's got a little mamba mamba blood in him. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up tomorrow wanting to play and plays. It, but anyway, Lonnie Walker. I don't know. I'm going to guess he's not going to play. It seems like these guys, they get injured just like baseball players, and they don't play for a week. And that's kind of for precautionary reasons. And we're in a position here where there's no precautionary anywhere. We need to win every single game possible if you have any shot at trying to be competitive and get into the playoffs and hoping that you can get a LeBron playoff guy and an AD playoff guy when you get there. Well, I will say that you are right, Joe. According to Mike Trudell, the Lakers reporter, he did tell Mike Trudell that he plans and that he intends to play through the ankle soreness tomorrow. But surely the medical staff says, according to him, we'll see how it responds overnight. But he intends to go ahead and try and get it out. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. But if that's the case, though, that's a very tough ask for him to go in less than 24 hours, playing two games, going to Phoenix, with Devin Booker there, licking his chops right there, waiting for the Lakers to come in because he always seems to have great games against the Lakers. I know Chris Paul is not the Chris Paul that we're all used to seeing. I did see him the other night, and he looked okay, uh, better than some of the other performances I have seen him in this season in limited action. So I know that that Phoenix has not had the greatest two, three-week period in time. In fact, they've actually lost quite a few in a row before that uh, New Orleans game, but – it's not an enviable position going into Phoenix on a back-to-back. No, it's not. And Phoenix always seems to play their best games against the Lakers because that's just what they do. They mm-hmm. they they always take advantage of the three-legged deer, mm-hmm. which is what we are, which we've been that 
in practically almost every season since Nash went to Phoenix in the mid 2000s. And they have taken advantage of it. The good thing is they have only won zero championships while we won one in that time. I should say three, sorry, <laughs> three. <laughs> so uh, anytime a Suns fan gets in my face, uh, I just go three, <laughs> three since, since you guys have been whooping our butts in the regular season. And that's the thing. Why don't you that's- just go 17? Well, because, because, well, here's the thing. Phoenix is the only, is the second, Phoenix is only second to the Celtics in terms of a team bouncing the Lakers out of the playoffs the most. Uh They've bounced the Lakers off out of the uh, playoffs five times. Okay. And they've done it in tragic fashion in a few of them. True, but how many world championship banners do they have? Well, that's what I'm saying is I'm I'm saying, you know, we're, when I, when I got to pull that card out, you know, I can, I can use it. And I try to stick to recent history too, because you'll get that. Well, why are you talking about the past? You weren't even alive when that happened. I'm like, first of all, I was alive. Yes. I wasn't old enough to remember, but okay. Three to zero in this century. Now what? Well, now what are you going to say? <laughs> you got to win championships, guys. If you're beating somebody in the regular season, that's fine. Enjoy it. But at the end, you know, your team has zero. And you should have had at least a couple during that time, too. Especially a couple. I mean, you should have, you should probably have won one in uh, in 07. And you, you had a 2-0 lead in 2021. Why don't you got to close that out, boys? But you can't. Can't close it out. Got zero. Been in the finals three times, and you're this. So you're got. We have just as many titles as you have finals losses in your entire franchise career lives. Can't argue against it. It is what it is. Oh, and your owner. Oh, and your owner sucks. Not 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 the way Genie sucks. There's a different. That's a different sucking. That's just yeah. Let's move on with that conversation because it just is not going to go anywhere. No, 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 no. You, you're, you're taking it in the bad area of your mind. I'm talking about stinking as an operation, not, okay. not that. So you, you got to get that out of your mind, man. <laughs> I got to make sure we clarify. Always got to make sure we clarify here at the Lakers. Fast Sorry, break. stinking. I should have said stinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's Joe Sorrell along with Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Before we end and out, want to cover some of the stuff that we're going to be able to do and cover this week. I mean, of course, there's post game and also the live watch party for tomorrow right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Plus also as well after the game right here on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, Twitch, and all over the place right there for you on social media. I also want to mention that coming up this week, when it comes to NBA observations, uh, a little note was passed on to me that I'm going to have a conversation upcoming next week with TJ Johnson on how he would restructure the NBA. I don't know when I'm going to be able to record that, so it's going to be done in advance because I will be on the road. But I want to go ahead and give Joe and Sean Grice and anybody on the Lakers fast break panel to go ahead and answer that same question. So we will do that in a part one this week on Tuesday, Joe, if you want. So I'm giving you the idea now. You've talked about it in a little bit here and there about if you were running the league, what would you change? 
So I'm going to go ahead and give you that opportunity to go ahead and do so on our next NBA observations. That's, I think, coming up on Tuesday, if that's the case. Zangerstein, awesome as well. Zangerstein, also hit me up if you ever want to become a moderator, because we'd love to have you a moderator in the chat. Love to go ahead and 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 give you that honor if you wanted to go ahead and, and, and take it upon you. But if you don't, no worries. That's all cool by us. These injuries are giving the Lakers front office excuses not to do their job, and it's sad. Zangerstein, we couldn't agree with you more. Joe, your thoughts on this? Because the front office since the 15th has gotten even more heat because, again, 88% of the entire league is now eligible for a trade. They're not going to make a trade and, and give up their only draft assets that are, well, not only, but main assets. They're not going to do it unless it's for a superstar who can make a difference, who could lead this team to a title run, or I, I not take the, the, the one and two in 27 and 29. That's it. There is nothing else to talk about, guys. We We know what's going on. We're smart. They either are going to make a trade that doesn't include those picks or they are going to include those picks for someone who is in their prime and can help this team win a championship. That's it. It's over. Get over it. Uh, AD has shown at this point three years in a row that he cannot stay healthy. So if they're sitting there, if you're, if, if we're, we're sitting, we've, we've, we've criticized Jeannie and Rob and, 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 and rightfully so. But just like I've been saying this last few weeks on this show, every show, every week, one of the things that you want to do in life, it's very, very important. I'm not going to be some life guru guy, okay? I'm not, I'm not, I'm, that's not my thing. But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, each week, each month, each game, whatever, is going to tell you what you need to do next. You have to be adaptable. At this point, it's no longer about whether Rob and Jeannie are right, wrong, as of today, we know as of today that there's no point in making a trade for Turner, Heald, Gordon, whoever, and give up assets when it doesn't mean a lick to winning a championship. It might have mattered three days ago. It doesn't matter now. Now, you can blame them for creating this, right? You can blame them, let's say, well, if you had had better players, maybe you wouldn't have had to work AD hard. So but, this is just just change your perspective because you said always, Gerald, give him one year, and I was like on the fence, off the fence. Should we trade him? Should we look another direction? Should we stay on? Oh, he's doing awesome. Let's go ahead on that. Does this change your perspective now that he's out a month? Yeah, it does. It does because it's three years in a row. Now it's no longer a freak. Somebody landed on his ankle type situation. You know, Andrew Bynum got landed on his knee back-to-back seasons. Yep. And he was an injury-prone player. Maybe the fact that they landed on his leg it wasn't really so much that he, they landed on his leg. It was the fact that his bones are brittle, and when they did land on it, it's 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 bad. I used to see Shaq get landed on practically every other day. And Shaq would miss games. I'm not saying he didn't miss games. But Shaq missed games differently than what these guys. Wasn't there did. mentioned something in one of the docs about Andrew Bynum is as his medicals? But yeah, his I, knees would his knees when they when they were evaluating his legs. His knees are that. are yeah very good. Uh, I don't know about that hat though. I uh, might want to do something different there. But what do you um, mean? This hat is awesome. It's the, a, it's a Lakers Santa knock, hat. 
the knee knock. They said, this kid's not going to last long with this knee knock. And they were right. So bah humbug to you, Joe. So that that right there <laughs> told you that Bynum only had probably a five, seven year window. And that's what we got. And luckily we won two championships with him. And he was able to muster a pretty good year in 2012, make the all-star team. As a matter of fact, I think he started. And then uh was good enough for us to ship him out to Philly to do nothing there. <laughs> Yep. In the uh, Dwight Howard trade. He tried but, to get back into the league later on. Yeah, but, you know, the constant injuries and parking in the handicapped spots with, in broad daylight, uh, shooting threes uh, at the, at the uh, not at the behest of Mike Brown, um, which I got a kick out of, by the way. Yeah, he, he had the attitude of, uh, I liked his attitude. I'll be honest. I, I thought he was one of those guys that was actually pretty honest. And sometimes, I don't know, I admire people who are honest, even if they're kind of, kooky but it you know it's you know those people some of these people know what they're doing and they know how to assess things and as far as Robin Genie are concerned for this particular team you could look back and say if they'd had more depth maybe AD would 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 last but AD's been locker room guy like you know during the game he he had that reputation before he came to LA every other game he was always doing something and he'd end up walking to the to the locker room he, you can call him soft or you can call him injury prone. Either way, we snuck out a title with him. And at this point, three years in a row, you're going to need to now really evaluate whether you're going to want to build around this guy. And, and just let's make clear, it, this trade, no matter what we gave up, is a win because you got the title out of it. Okay, yeah. Even if it's just one title, it is still a championship title. Even if it's a bubble championship that people always clown on us for, it is still a bubble championship. It is still an NBA world championship you won with Anthony Davis. We've seen Anthony Davis at the peak of his powers, but we've also seen him without those powers more often than we can count. So you have to put things in perspective. When we ask or say that we think maybe it's time for a consideration of an Anthony Davis trade on the table to go ahead and recoup some of the, the picks and the, you know, the money and the, you know, it's kind of the things that you could do with your, with your cap space and the depth on your roster by trading an Anthony Davis just on the potential alone. It all depends, I think, on a lot, certain number of factors. Where are the Lakers stand? And that's one of the things I want to ask you before we head on out, my friend. The Lakers still have, as of this point, three, four, five, six, seven games before the end of the year. Can they make it back to 500 before the end of the year? Well, the schedule is favorable to end the season. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. At is... Phoenix, at Sacramento. Hopefully they won't light the beam there. So they're home versus Charlotte. And then at Christmas at Dallas. Yeah, I'm not I'm not afraid of Dallas. And then it goes the ultra scolding hot Orlando magic on Tuesday, the 27th. Then the day next day, a tough one back to back because you got at Miami and that's usually a loss for the Lakers. That Florida run always had been a problem for us until LeBron came. I remembered, I think we might've swept that Florida uh, run with LeBron. I think we did, but yeah, but it's still the, the Miami, the back-to-back, the Miami game, especially that's always tough for them. Sure. And then we end the uh, the year right there on the thirtieth 
at Atlanta, which Atlanta is just all over the place right now, struggling, and they're really talking. So, well, you got seven. So if you go three and four to end the year, I think that's very realistic. Three and four to end the year, you're looking at uh, fifteen and twenty, which is Zanger weird. Sign thinks that we can. Yeah, th- that they f- can. Fifteen and twenty. If we can get lucky and go four and three, we're looking at a sixteen and nineteen end of the year run, and you'll be two weeks in on a month uh, sabbatical for AD. Z, I cannot stand the tiny ball as much as you. I, I really cannot stand it. It's not just the fact that it's tiny. It's just who are you? the tiny players involved? Can any of them shoot? No. They all do pre- essentially the same things in many cases. So that's the problem with this tiny ball. And if Darvin Ham does go back to it, even by the fact that he doesn't have many options on the bench at times, it's still not a good option. And I agree with you on that. I, I think we're at the we're at we're at that spot where Darvin Ham in the first two months has shown me that he has it massively improved this team's ability to focus a little bit more on getting better. They they did they started out the gate not doing that and they slowly started getting a little bit more chemistry and a little bit better in their focus. It's not where I want it. It's not where it, yeah, it's it's not where I want it to be, but um but how do you how do you get that from a team that's just doesn't have enough talent to do what we want them to do? So today I heard on the radio that the New England Patriots are not a very well-disciplined team. This is a team that has Bill Belichick as its head coach. What that told me by hearing that is that it's got nothing to do with discipline anymore. It's talent, guys. You can only do so much. They ran today, guys. They ran. I watched it. They were running. They were trying to run. And LeBron didn't make low IQ plays tonight. And and the one missed layup I think he should have had – he came right back and made up for it. And that's all you can ask for. You make a mistake, you come back out and you, you recover from it. And I'll give you, you know, I, I call that the Heinz Ward uh, result. Heinz Ward was one of the best players in any sport. He'd do something wrong, which was very rare. But when he did, it was almost like a dynamite went into him. And he goes on the next play and, and catches a 15-yard, you know, out out route and, and gets a first down. I was like, it was like... I would I would predict it, and people would look at me like I was Karnak the Great, right? They're like, "How the hell did you know he was going to do that?" I go, "Dude, I've never missed a game in the 21st century. I've watched these guys play. I know what's going on: habits and routine and consistency. These things, after a while, you just like a good gambler. Gee, you know this. You're in Vegas. A good gambler will have that feel." Once you get that feel, you know. If you're a Laker fan and you're watching every game, you know what you know that feel. You're gonna have it. And the feel right now on this team is they're squeezing everything they can out of this team's talent. They're trying to squeeze it. They're squeezing it all. And what else can you do? There's nothing else you can do. This team needs more talent to supplant LeBron and AD. And if they can't. You're gonna get their bet. They're giving you their best shot, but it's it's just not gonna be enough. It's not yeah. gonna be enough. 
and I don't blame you know you know us a bit for arguing about it, but something has to be done. Uh, you know, I know that uh, when it comes to the trade scenarios, I know that it comes to the talk, the chatter is now even higher than it was before in the past few days. I've seen it, and uh, it's the crazy trades are out there. You're going to hear a lot of rumors. It irritates me to no end. Yes, I, I see all the crazy trade rumors that Laker Tom puts out there, but it's kind of funny, and it's kind of, you know, okay, ha-ha, uh -huh. he just gets it so Twitter can get at him and get him an uproar, or Lakerholics so Jamie Sweet can yell at him and back and forth and all that. But when it comes to seeing all these reputable places, quote-unquote reputable and you see them putting out rumor after rumor and after rumor. And it just like, it starts to get, it, it just becomes like background noise. It just becomes like white noise, white noise, just going through and just, I just ignore it and put it out there because none of it's true, man. Not even close. I don't know what's going to happen on the trade front for the Lakers to justify a trade at this point. And Russell Westbrook still needs to go. Uh, it's no long, It's not about his his play, really. It's more of we need to make sure we protect that $47 million. And by protecting it, we allow ourselves a chance to improve the team either in the summer or the following year, next year. You have LeBron for another year after, after next year, so if there's a chance where you might be able to get somebody at the deadline or after December 15th of 2023-2024, you have to give yourself that shot, but that's going to depend on if the Lakers are going to be willing to, to to spend a little extra money on the cap or the luxury tax, which as of right now, doesn't sound like they are. If they just let Nunn and Beverly and, and Westbrook's contracts run out, it's, it's, it, it is the final nail in the coffin of inept, the inept ability of this, this organization to run this basketball team this this cba was set up to guarantee players half the money which means you have to trade contracts you have to employ these high salaried players not because you need to pay them that money but because that's what moves things and if you don't have any draft picks that you want to give up you got to give up contracts so pick one i need you guys to pick one or if you don't do anything, you have basically said to LeBron and lied to him and said, we're just going to milk you until you retire. I'm just going to say this. I, I think as well got to be the shoes that right now nobody wants the Brody, a.k.a. Russell Westbrook. I think that as it gets closer to that trade deadline, you're going to see some of these teams that are kind of disappointing or kind of middling right around 500 or below that actually were thought of in a little bit better fashion because the more you see teams like Golden State, the more you see teams like, oh, man, let's put Minnesota in there. Dallas, what if they start to fall? If Luka gets hurt, they're going to go down as far as below 500. You know, you see the teams in the East. You see a Chicago team that was actually competing for the top of the East last year. And now Lonzo's out. My gosh, they're in a heap of trouble. Washington, they're 11 and 20 after they signed Bradley Beal to that big fat extension. You've got Toronto, really, after since they beat the Lakers, they've gone off the rails with 13 and 17 record. Indiana, 
who we talked about before as far as being that big trade partner. They're now they were doing so well. Well, they haven't been doing so well lately. They've, they've only won three out of the last 10. They're now below 500. They could be looking to go ahead and finally make some moves. Atlanta, they're 15 and 15 right now. Miami, 16 and 15. So all of these teams could be seeing a different perspective by the time February comes around. So maybe Russell Westbrook's contract is just that much more attractive at $47 million coming off the books. Looking at the Chicago setup, they're, they're, Chicago would have to go into, let's say, the last two weeks of the trade deadline and go, do we want to get rid of that last year of DeRozan's contract? Do we really want him on the team next year? Or do we want to open up some, do we want to, let's say, tank? Do we want to tank enough to where we can maybe get some sought after player here in the draft, which will be, you know, again, the, 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 the rumor is this is the most stacked draft since 03. If that's the case. What are you talking about for 23, the summer of 23? The summer of 23. Yeah, now, we can't remember. We still can't. We don't. We don't have a choice. And you know, we don't. You no, remember. no, 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 no. Listen, no. I'm talking the teams that are going to want to trade. Uh, for, oh, okay. I thought you were talking about ex- the Lakers. No, the team that wants to trade their extended contracts, meaning beyond 2023, yeah, because they either want to not have that extra 30 mil plus whatever. Mm-hmm. We're going to need obviously 47 to match uh, Westbrook's. So it could be two or three guys. If they go into January, end of January, going, guys, you know what? We ain't doing jack squat this year. We're coming up on a draft that's going to be stacked. If we don't make the playoffs, we might be able to get lucky and get a top five pick, blah, 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 and maybe get some someone who could really set this thing apart, you know, set this, you know, ablaze. Even and with then, the new TV contract and the new CBA, that's still that forty-seven million dollars coming off the books at the end of this year. If you got a team that's that's underperforming, and they have to pay a tax if they don't do it, that's going to be that by the fifteenth of February or whenever that trade deadline is, which I think it is February fifteenth, it is going to become much more valuable. So now let's talk Chicago. DeRozan has another year on his contract. It's at $28 million, I believe. Yeah. And then you got, is it Vujicic? Uh, No, Vucevic. Vucevic, right? I always get those ones. No, Vujicic was in the sand. By the way, Sasha Sasha was at the game today. Hello, Sasha. Thank you for the the clutch two free throws in game seven. Hold on. There you go. Yeah, there you go. It's, 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 there you go. There you go. All right. There you go. Anyways, thanks for cutting me off again. Um, (laughs) Only is only I can do. So let's say Chicago goes, you know what? We got to get out of these contracts. We got to get out of at least two of these contracts. So you have Vucevic. Why can't I say? He played at SC, man. Okay, Vucevic. First of all, he's an expiring contract. I don't think he'll be a part of that, anyways. What they would want to move is they would want to move Zach Levine first, which I don't. I wouldn't move that guy. Yeah, I wouldn't move. I would. I wouldn't take that contract in a billion years. But. If you can get a DeRozan and then a couple, like I mean, I would love to get Caruso back. Um, you can make that work if you, if you, if if Chicago says, "All right, guys, give us one of your, give us one of your 
first round picks. Give us the 29th pick. Just give us the 29th pick. Okay. We'll give you back Caruso, DeRozan, and some change and a second round pick for your expiring contract. That might change some things, especially if AD in some miracle stays healthy and the Lakers are in the playoffs. I'm trying to give you guys some hope. I guess that happens to me when the Lakers win. Bring you Penny, my cat says, if Palenka gave up all our assets, then AD got hurt. People would ridicule his. That, and that is why it's better to not do anything at this point because you know AD is going to get hurt. Why would you chance it? If AD wasn't going to get hurt, I'm pretty sure they probably would have made a deal by now. But or or they'd have something on 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 in the books ready to go. It's just he. The, the problem with Rob and, and, and Genius is what they didn't do before. I'm not talking about right now. Right now, it's easy to say, look, they're making the right calls right now, but they shouldn't be in this position. They shouldn't have been in this position. And we are where we are right now, and I'm not going to live in the past. Let's focus on now and the future, and that's it. Now, if they go into the offseason without anything – you have to seriously shop AD. You got to see if you can get two or three first round picks, even if they're late first round picks again, because those are trade assets. And then you get a couple players that are going to work with LeBron. LeBron needs shooters, guys. It's not rocket science. LeBron is going to get people the ball his whole career. If you want to talk about the greatness of LeBron James, He might not be the best free throw shooter. He might not be the most clutch player of all time. He might be polarizing off the court. But there's one thing that guy mastered in the 20 years he's been in the NBA. And that's the ability to get separation, go to the hole, and find your butt open at the corners, at the sides. Doesn't matter where it was. He absolutely mastered that game. And he he could you could say he's arguably the greatest at doing that without even saying without hesitation. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. 
with a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Without hesitation, indeed. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Lakers did win 119-117 to 117 in thrilling fashion, no less. We'll be back again for live watch party at playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. Also as well, of course, the post game right here at YouTube. Also Twitch, Facebook, Twitter. We're all over the place right now. All thanks to Melon. So we truly appreciate what Melon has done for us as far as being able to stream out the Lakers fast break all over the internet. Want to go ahead and make sure that you can follow us so you can get the latest notifications of when we go live on the air. So follow us or go ahead and subscribe to us today. But Joe, before we head on out again, you said that the Lakers, even with AD out of the game right now for at least a month, you think they can get back to 500 before the end of the year? It's no, doable? probably not. They'd have to they'd have to win tomorrow to 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 give us that hope, because then it would make them 14 and 16, and then you can go into Sacramento. Um, and who are they playing on Friday? God, I'd they are, after that, they're playing uh, as Charlotte. They're at home against Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, if you win tomorrow, you could be 500 by the end of the week. There's a there's a legitimate shot. But I just don't see how they can can beat Phoenix on a back-to-back tomorrow with a one-legged Austin Reeves, even though he's battling, and then Lonnie Walker likely not playing. And, uh, you know, is Wenyan Gabriel going to make that much of a difference? I don't think so. Uh, I'd love to see it, but it doesn't look good. Well, we'll see what happens, my friend. I appreciate it so much. As always, your insight. You've been tremendous as always. But before we hand on out, want to go ahead and mention as well that the Lakers fast break will be doing episodes this week as well on Tuesday. It's the NBA observations. Joe, I do know that we want to go ahead and hit the 2012 Lakers uh, as far as when we hit back to Lakers fast break university, but when would you like to do that? Would you like to say it is officially, you know, off for the holiday and then just go ahead and come back after the new year? Or do you want to hold another class before the end of the new year? Do you want to talk about 2012? You mean like the movie, how it coincided with the movie too? No, the disastrous Lakers team, unfortunately. You know exactly what I mean. Yeah, that's that. wasn't the world supposed to end in 2012? Uh, yes, uh, according to according John to the, Cusack. According to the Mayan calendar? Anyways. According, according to John Cusack. I thought we were going to talk about, I thought we were going to talk about, I think it would be fitting to talk about right now or this week about what changes we can make. Uh, in the NBA, because that's a if very... Joe was the commissioner, and maybe Sean or somebody else can pop on as well. We'll go ahead and do an NBA observations on what Joe would do if he were commissioner. I know I'm going to have a conversation with TJ Johnson upcoming on that subject, so I thought I'd let you go ahead and do it as well, my friend. Yeah, it's 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 going to be you know this uh, TV the TV contracts have changed sports in so many ways and it became clear after COVID how important those contracts are. They made fan participation, not even secondary. It's like maybe fourth now when in the past, if the tickets weren't being bought, butts weren't in the seats or in the benches benches, and they weren't buying food. That's when teams were not viable and the owners would have to sell a team. 
That is no longer the case in any of these sports. The TV contracts pretty much allow these owners to sit back, make all their money, and then decide on what extra money they want to make. Corporate sponsors have changed a little bit more. You know, you got more and more of that money going there. And, you know, a lot of these corporations are wondering why employees can't stand them. Well, they keep buying all these boxes and uh, sport tickets while people want more pay and, and, and stuff like that. And that plays a factor in the, in the information uh, that matters in this thing. You know, I mean, it's sad. It's sad to say this. And I, I enjoyed watching the, the World Cup. I'm not much of a soccer guy, even though I grew up in a soccer family. I just think it's too soft for my taste. I like collision. I like playing it better than I like watching. Look, I'm a sports guy. I still enjoy I still enjoy watching soccer uh, to some degree. I don't mind. I, I like it, but I just but I enjoyed playing it, it so much yeah, more it, years I just, was playing it. Yeah, it's just it's just every time you watch some guy fall, it's like twelve gates to the leg. Really? Like, come on! How many times are you guys gonna overreact on everything? It's just a, it's a little too. I like violence. I'm a, I'm a I like I like boxing. I like football. I like MMA to a degree. I don't like too much violence because that that one can tend to get a little out of hand. Because I do feel bad for these guys. A lot of these guys, they start to deteriorate like after two or three years uh, fighting. But in the end, what I would change in the NBA, there's not really a lot I change because I'm actually pretty happy with a lot of things they're doing. I just think they need to allow a little bit more physicality and not not this wasting of time. They waste so much time now on these stupid fouls. What is a tech one? What is a tech two? Look, if you got to review something, to see how bad it is? Is it really that bad? I mean, that's a common sense question. Is it not? It's like asking me, Joe, is this guy a Hall of Famer? Well, if you have to ask, no. When you say Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, LaDainian Tomlinson, you know, Troy Polamalu, like, there's no hesitation. Yes, yes, yes. Well, what about this guy? Well, uh, well, no. I, I think we need to simplify things a little more. I think that's that's kind of what that discussion will be. Simplify it. You're talking about people who are going to put their hands up and try to block a shot. Sometimes it's it, it, it rubs them in the head. Now, if somebody's doing this, you it's you can see it. You got all the technology to see it. You can tell that they were trying to uh, uh, unleash harm. But if it's something where they're jumping in the air and they happen to hit the guy in the head, do we really need a 14 freaking minute review? And and to, to, just to tell this guy, hey, by the way, you, you you shouldn't have done it that way. Well, what the you know you can't just stop in midair, you know, and not hit some but somebody. It just doesn't make any sense. I think the great comment below by Zangerstein says it best as far as the dichotomy of our season is when she's asking that Austin, Lonnie, and Max that they need to play thirty five plus minutes tomorrow if they can. Now you ponder that, my friend. Austin Reeves, we had such great hope for, you know, and, and he's and it's actually for the most part been very consistent now. So it really looks like he's going to be a contributing player going forward. Lonnie was everyone out there, you know, from not just the fans, but also the pundits out there, an individual who everybody was thinking would be a bust, where we're seeing Kendrick Nunn is now, as far as a, a mid-level contract that he got. And Max Christie, I had even quoted and I even saw and observed that, you know, he looked overmatched at times, even in summer league, and that he needed a couple of years seasoning, just give him some time in the G League and let his shot come around. 
and see where it goes from there. Well, this is where we're at right now. Max is uh, played beyond his level of, of where his experience level's at. He's actually shooting extremely well for us here at the big level. So I'm really happy that he's progressed faster at that end. Still needs to bulk up and get a little stronger. But yeah, he definitely has a brighter future earlier rather than later. And Lonnie and Austin have done their part. So that tells you where we're at right now as an organization with all these ifs, ands, or buts finally coming together to at least be now an integral part of the Lakers rotation. Well, another another find in the late rounds in Max Christie. Max Christie has a has a very calming disposition. He's he's on the on that level of being a three and D guy. He's got the length. When he adds about fifteen to twenty pounds, he'll have the he'll have the size, but he and he has the mindset. You just got to get rid of that mop top, though. That mop top is terrible. Um, other than that, uh, you you let this guy kind of develop the next two to three years. But then again, Rob didn't sign him beyond uh, three years. So is this guy going to blossom? That was another dumb move. Was that, I said this that guy even gonna... then. I said that then, did I not? Yeah, are you going to keep letting these guys? So, Zangerstein, you you said that these guys should be playing 35 minutes a game. So, Austin Reeves played 33 minutes. Lonnie played 34. He would have, they probably would have played more if they didn't get injured. So, they've already, they're at that age where they're going to be able to play that those those minutes, and and they they were very effective tonight. Uh, Max is going to start getting more time because we're desperate and he's actually showing some things and, and none tall. and he's tall and none and and geez troy brown jr what what is wrong with this guy what is what is going on with this guy why can't he focus uh in games enough so what else do you got and you can't depend on russell russell westbrook russell westbrook will make the most amazing pass for two points and then literally 10 seconds later, make the dumbest pass and completely destroy what he just did 10, 10 seconds ago. There's no consistency with him. It's it's a freaking as Jekyll and Hyde as it can get. Zangerstein, I said Max Christie is doing way beyond my expectations in his first year, but I said it then, even when he was raw. You got to let the kid play out. You got to give the kid like what I'm seeing all the picks around him, like Jaden Hardy, some others. Hardy, I think, is going to be a good one for Dallas. But uh, there's, you know, there's kids in the second round picked right around where he was that were given four and five year contracts signed to about a million, two million a year, really cheap contracts that are going to go ahead and and pay off in the end because then you sign them to an extension after that, et cetera, et cetera. In this case, he signed them to a shorter. I think a two year contract and he's going to be a free agent that much sooner. We saw what happened with THT and then you ended up, okay. Okay. You resigned him as a restricted free agent, but it ended up costing you a lot more, a lot sooner. And all you got back was a broken down Bev, Pat Bev. Uh-huh. Yep. So you've given away a developed Caruso a somewhat developed THT, the guy could still be a productive bench guy, right? Because last year we didn't Even do though many... he's, he, he's only had spurts with Utah. Hey, he's out of the rotation currently. You're 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 not you're not you're not supposed to have these guys a, a second round pick in the NBA 
or an undrafted player is not supposed to be a starter. A lot of times they're not even supposed to be six guys. If they are, we're lucky. They were the ones that transcended that, right? But those players are the players you want in the regular season to play 23, 25 minutes to spell your guys. And they're, they're somewhat effective coming off the bench, seven, eight, nine, ten guys. Not expecting them to hit open threes when that's not what their game is. I mean, that's what killed us with THT last year. You you kept putting him in a position to be a three and D guy. That's not who he is. Uh, the Lakers need to stop letting their developed players go. If you want to build some continuity here, you need to keep the glue guys here. But I don't know if that's something they care about. doesn't look like they do. And that's the shame. And again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers did pull out a nice victory today, 119-117 over the Washington Wizards. We will be back tomorrow night for, of course, the playback.tv slash Lakers fast break live Lakers watch party. And, of course, after that, our now infamous post games with myself, Joe Soro, and hopefully any one of the number of crazy and wonderful Lakers fast break crew. Joe, it was a great game indeed. You know, any thoughts before we head into another week of the NBA, before the Christmas holiday game coming up on a week from today in Dallas? I'd like to I'd like to battle, you know, I'm, I'm – Predicting that they're probably going to lose tomorrow, but I'd like to see if they can pound the, the Kings in, in, in Sacramento on Wednesday, beat Charlotte on Friday, and then lay the smackdown on Luca on Sunday. If they can go in three out of four, I will be extremely yeah. pleased with yeah. that. I think yeah. that's asking a lot, and I think that would be really cool. But it's not having AD is just a bummer, man. I that 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 it's just it's it's, it's Groundhog's Day over and over again. I'm looking at other tabs and I come back and there's like a, you know, a, a, I won't say the name of the individuals uh, that come on that, you know, the bots that come on, they always seem to pop up when I'm looking at other, you know, scores or, or the, you know, the, the tabulations or the, just the stats from the game. It's always funny when it comes up like that. And I always turn around and I, Oh, there they are. So I can't even moderate Joe. And he's one of our moderators. Yeah. Moderating me is just not, something that happens you can't you can't cage a lion no that's that's for sure indeed but once again it's the lakers fast break truly appreciate everyone out there z you were awesome again johnny 2k6 howard hill just truly appreciate it all the entire crew of the best lakers chat that's out there right here at the lakers fast break Richard, you're awesome as well. Thanks so much to everybody that got to be the shoes. Got to be the shoes. Always petting my cat. Always team replay. Hashtag team replay. I This is cool, my friend. Joe, I'm telling you, I've got all these little idiosyncrasies with everybody out there. Everybody's got their own thing going here in our chat. Eddie, there you go. Big shout out to you. Even your good friend Jordan was in the chat today. What did you think about that? I don't think much of it. Oh. <laughs> Okay, fair enough indeed. Also want to give a big shout out to my good friend, Mr. John McCallion. If you go ahead and get a chance, he always talks some great issues, tough issues, a lot of good issues that he he talks over, good some good chats. So go ahead and check out the John McCallion channel. Go ahead and subscribe to that after you, of course, you subscribe to ours as well. 
Again, Lakers fast breaks. You get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. Joe Donald from Lakers Ball Game Time Chat called that TB gaming winning dunk. Oh, that was awesome. He called Yeah, Don, his name is Donald Drumpf. And okay. Uh he's he's usually pretty negative. So I wonder how have, that can happen. When when you're when you when you're not negative, it, you be, you become positive. A double negative is a positive. And so we're trying to give him some props so that he, we're not always on him, right? We're always like, why are you always negative? Well, he predicted the TV dunk. Predicted indeed. But you can always, if you have any questions about uh, the Lakers for us, you know, all the stuff that you want, go ahead and say afterwards. I always try to respond right there below if you're watching this on YouTube. Facebook, I also see as well. Big shout out to Joshua, our super fan on Facebook. Also as well, Twitter, Twitch. You see this all over the place now. Thanks so much to Melon for allowing us the opportunity to go ahead and stream this out to a multi-platform of everything out there. So once again, oh, Dr. Nukes. We forgot about Dr. Nukes. Yeah, he Dr. Nukes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Dr. Nukes was dropping nukes in the playback. He was yeah. saying some good stuff, and I was just putting fires next to his comments every time. Juan Velasquez, great chat we had today. Just looking forward to what's going to go on tomorrow. The Lakers can stay competitive and don't run out of gas too quickly. I'm hoping there'll be a good competitive game, but we'll see. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. We'll be on tomorrow, of course. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. And of course, the week before Christmas, we'll be on tomorrow night. Hoping we will fill a little bit of your holiday cheer right here at the Lakers Fast Break.